Can business and friendship actually mix? Find out on today's episode of Serve No Master. Today's episode is brought to you by Social Pilot. Automate all of your social media presence from a single, easy-to-use dashboard. To find out how much time you can save with a simple tool, head to servenomaster.com backslash socialpilot. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host... 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning. I wake up to find my apartment empty. I look around and my first thought is that something horrible has happened. We've been robbed. And then I realize that all my stuff is still there, but my roommate's stuff is missing. I look in his room. Everything's gone. I look in the kitchen. Half the stuff is gone. In the middle of the night, like a thief, he snuck out in the middle of our lease. And I couldn't believe it. I was blindsided. I'm not going to lie. It really hurt my feelings. Because I didn't understand what happened. Eventually, I reached out to him to find out the story and I discovered that incompatible mindsets are what pushed us away. This was shortly after I'd lost my job. I went from working at a university to working for myself. I was putting in huge hours at home, working harder than you could ever imagine, trying to build something, trying to make the rent every month, trying to support myself and take care of my financial obligations. It was a very difficult time for me. I was working 12, 14 hours every day at least, staying up all night, drinking Red Bulls, doing whatever it takes to succeed and get to the next level. My goal was not to replace my previous income. My goal was to make huge amounts of money. I no longer wanted to make just enough to get by. I wanted to make travel money, live on a tropical island money, make my dreams come true money. At the time, he was working in IT for um, a moderately sized corporation. He had a pretty good job. He was doing all right. But we had two different aspirations. My aspirations were to be successful like I am now. And I'm not satisfied with my current level of success. I actually want to get beyond where I am right now. I want to continue to grow. And I'm very excited to keep moving my business forward. He decided to go back to school for two years to study IT. He went back to a technical school that promised him after two years of training, if they paid, if he paid them a lot of money for tuition, went through all of their courses, he could go out into the world and get a job exactly like the one he had right now. He wanted to go back to school in order to get a job making what he was already making, doing the exact same thing, working in the same department for a similar company. When we're dealing with friends, we often discover that we have incompatible philosophies, incompatible goals, incompatible destinations. A lot of friends from my life have kind of drifted away because they didn't want the same things. They didn't have the same drive. They didn't have the same goals. And we ended up in two different places. And it's tough. And I'm going to share with you some of those stories in a moment. We want to start with a simple question. Do your friends want what's best for you? When you're deciding how to share information or how much time to invest with someone, this is a really important question. A lot of people that we consider friends don't actually care about us. They would never do anything to help us. You really find out who your friends are when you need something from them. Most of your friends like spending time with you. They like talking to you. They like who you are right now. And if you decide to evolve, change, move forward in some way in your life, they will do everything they can to stop that from happening. It's unfortunate, but it's true. There are great friends who want the best for you and will encourage you no matter what. And I have a lot of friends like that now. But there's also 
a lot of people that they're your friend, but they don't want you to change. When you say to them, oh, you say to your best friend, I'd love to hang out tonight. I'd love to go out and watch a movie with you, but I have to finish this blog post. I have to finish this project I'm working on. That's the moment when you find out who your true friends are because most of your friends will become selfish in that moment. They go, you can work on that anytime. Why don't you think about me? Let's spend time together. Our time is precious. Da, 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 da. Everything they're saying is really built on narcissism. They care about themselves. And this is how most people are. This is not unique. This doesn't make them terrible people. This is just true. You care about yourself. You care about your family. So you're trying to make more money. You're trying to build a business to take care of yourself, not to take care of other people. Most of your friends will hold you down when you try to succeed. They'll say, don't work on that. Spend time with me. Why do you want to do that? Do you think you're better than me? They'll do all these things to hold you back because we like stability. We don't like when things change. This is very normal. This is normal human behavior. This is why when you first start out building a blog or first start with a podcast, sometimes it helps not to tell your friends. Sometimes it's easier to build your rhythm, have a little bit of success, and then share what you're doing with people. Then they don't have the opportunity to knock you down or to hurt your feelings or to slow you down or to trip up your emotions and your self-confidence and your belief. Oftentimes, and I've talked about this in some previous episodes, right when someone is about to make money from a project, that's when their friends will hold them back. They build the website. They do everything. All they have to do is start sharing with the world and getting some traffic by telling other people about their website. And they don't do it because their friends say, don't bother. Don't bother posting an ad. Don't bother sharing that information. You won't make any money. It's that critical moment where you put in 90% of the work. That's where so often our friends can hold us back. And these are the exact same friends that as soon as you achieve success, have their hands out. As soon as you make a bit of money, they'll ask you for money or ask you for a job. And I learned this the hard way. I made some horrible mistakes that have cost me tens of thousands of dollars and a lot of friendships. Most of my friends have horrible dead-end jobs and careers going nowhere. When I started to make a lot of money, 10, 20, 30 times more than my friends were making, I began to offer them jobs and say, I need to replicate myself. I want to expand my business. Will you do this? Will you take over this part of my business? Will you help me in this way? My friends then come and live with me or come near me and work with me. And all they do all day long is watch me and say, Jonathan's not working as hard as me. Why should he get all the money when I'm doing all the work? Most of the time, their work isn't generating any money yet. They're still living off the money that I'm making from my work. But they don't see that. And we hit these walls and it hurt a lot of friendships. I ended up having to fire all my friends. Very traumatizing for me. I learned my lesson that I don't mix business and friendship. I've rebuilt my business in some new directions. And I have several full-time employees now. None of them are my friends. I will never form any type of friendship with them because it causes problems for both of us. When you're friends with your boss, it changes the relationship for the employee even more than for the boss. It allows jealousy and emotion to invade the relationship, and eventually the employee ends up destroying themselves. This is what I discovered. It was very painful for me. It happened four or five times in a row, and I learned my lesson. Destroyed some friendships because people, they don't have the drive. It's not lack of opportunity that keeps your friends from success. It's lack of implementation. It's lack of desire. Every single person I've ever met has had amazing opportunities in front of them, and they've chosen whether or not to take advantage of them or let them go. It happens. Some people reject amazing opportunities. Even if you offer your friend an amazing job and a great opportunity, you'll discover exactly what I'm talking about and it will be painful. Don't give your friends jobs. I know some people do it and they achieve success. One out of every 10,000 times it happens, it works out. That's true. It's very rare. It's the exception and it's tough. And it's an interesting dichotomy that your friends who won't help you when you need help want your help when they need it. Be prepared to deal with these situations. You want to start by looking to the future. Look at the people around you and decide how much they're going to help you. Some friends and family will support your business, some won't. Some will do everything they can to keep you from spending time working on your project, and some will be very supportive. 
Look at your friends and see which ones are on that page. Begin to invest time with people that invest the right emotions in you, make you feel good about what you're trying to do, support you, want you to become successful, believe in you. Those are the people that love you the most. Looking towards the future, look towards where you want to go. You can surround yourself with people that will make you great sums of money. A few episodes ago, I talked about the secret to doubling and tripling your income simply by joining groups of people that make more money than you and then taking the jobs they don't want anymore, taking their cast-offs. Some of those cast-offs are worth thousands or tens of thousands of dollars a month. They're pretty nice cast-offs. They're throwing gold off the table instead of scraps. The way you get into those situations is by looking at the future and surrounding yourself with people that are where you want to go rather than where you are. When you're in a group, you will average out. I always want to be the least successful person in the group I spend the most time with. When I'm surrounded by people that are better than me, they pull me up. Right now, where I live, most of my friends are online. If I spend time with all of the other authors on my island, they would pull me down into the dirt. There are you know, 10 or 20 other people right here that call themselves authors, and some of them have published a book, most of them haven't. But on average, the best of them is making like $50 a month from writing. If I spend time with them, they'll pull down my success to their level. They aren't trying to become really financially successful. They're really like surfer guys who and surfer gals who write a little bit on the side. That's not my social circle. That's not the people I spend a lot of time with. I don't invest myself in a group that's behind me. I do a lot of coaching, spend a lot of time recording podcasts. If you had any idea how much I was sweating right now, it's so hot. I live somewhere tropical. The air conditioner's off. Everything's unplugged and I'm sweating like crazy. But it's important to me to share teaching with you. My downhill, my sharing with people behind me, that occurs through my blog, through my books, through my courses, through this. I need a social circle of people that are more successful than me. I have a circle of people that I connect with online, that I talk to on Skype, through different chat groups, people that I talk to at least two or three, four times a week all the time, people I work with, who are all more successful than me. That's who I invest a lot of time in, so they pull me up. Look into the future. Surround yourself with people that are doing what you want to do. If you want to be a blogger, like we talked about yesterday's episode, if you want to be, if you want to make money writing a blog, you want to have a successful blog, surround yourself with people that have blogs that make money. If you just surround yourself with bloggers, you might surround yourself with people that have really great blogs and make no money. Make sure the people you invest time with are where you want to go to. They're at your destination. This does not mean throw your friends away. What you have is your parking lot. And this is where you put friends that you're not investing a lot of time in right now. In episode two, we had an amazing interview with my friend Jim, who's very successful right now. He's made millions and millions through Facebook advertising, and now he runs his own little shark tank. He just invests in other companies and buys other companies. That's all he does with the money he made from the business he built via Facebook. If you haven't listened to episode two, it's amazing. Me and Jim haven't spoken for three or four years until that interview. He was in my parking lot and I was in his. We didn't invest any time in each other because we're in two different directions. We're doing different things. But it doesn't mean the friendship's over. Parking lot is not end of a friendship. I spend most of my time with my kids, with my family, doing those things. That doesn't mean the people I used to hang out with, all my single buddies aren't my friends anymore. It simply means my priorities have changed a little bit. But when I have time, yeah, I do reach out to people in the parking lot. And it's okay to have a large parking lot. I'm in a lot of people's parking lot. That I know if I need them or I reach out, we can rebuild that friendship or reconnect. Some of your friends need to go in the parking lot for a little while. You need a little bit of time away from them. The people that you party with all the time, people you hang out with all the time, sometimes you need to decrease that amount of time because you need that time to invest in your new business. If you try to show all your friends what you're doing, get them excited, get them listening to this podcast, get them reading the same books, get them hanging out on my blog, a lot of them will reject it. You'll discover that not everyone you're friends with wants to do the same things as you. Some will embrace, and that's awesome. Thank you for bringing me new fans, and if you're one of those friends, thank you for joining me today. But when you have those friends who have no interest in moving forward, don't want to put in the effort, don't care to do it, it feels like a failure on your part, but it's not. You only have the ability to show people the door. You can't make them walk through it. 
for a long time, I worked in private coaching in a lot of areas and I would meet people that wanted what I had. They want things that existed in my life. And I discovered that just because I meet someone socially, just because I meet someone here on my island who wants to write and publish a book and has a great story, it doesn't mean they actually want what I have to offer. If I gave them my entire course for free, if I gave them tens of thousands of dollars of private coaching for free, those people would never achieve anything. They haven't made the decision to walk through the door. When you offer someone something, it has no value compared to someone who paid for the same thing. Your friends are in charge of their own destinies. As much as you want to do everything you can to bring them up, you'll see this happens a lot to musical celebrities, movie stars, sports stars. They try to take care of everyone in their family who have no aspirations. They make no effort to improve their own lives. They're just hanging off someone's coattails. It's very difficult to be that one person bringing everyone up. Loyalty is a two-way street. You can be very loyal to your friends before you realize they're not as loyal to you. And this is a tough lesson, but it's true. Will your friends help you in the way you help them? Will your friends let you sleep on their couch if you lose your house? Will your friends loan you money if you need to make rent or don't have food to feed your kids? Will they help you out if someone starts a fight with you when you're out in a bar or at a restaurant and someone goes, gets drunk and crazy and attacks you? These are important questions. A lot of people have different interpretations of loyalty. This is something I discovered when I was younger. It was very painful for me. I went on a road trip with a friend. I just read this article, so the best test to see if someone's really loyal. Go on a road trip, and when it's your turn to drive, see if they stay awake or go to sleep. And this friend, he fell asleep when it was my turn to drive. If you've ever been on a long road trip, you know that if the person next to you is sleeping, it's much, much harder to stay awake. They make it harder for you. This friend, he slept on the way back. Six months later, our friendship was over. And it turned out he'd ended friendships with most people that knew him. He was one of those people that just wasn't very good at being friends. That little test was accurate. That little loyalty test proved who he was as a person. I thought, mm, I really like this guy. That loyalty test, it's probably wrong. Turns out the test was right and I learned something. Before you give to people, make sure they're willing to give you back the same love. Now, there are people who are super loyal. There are plenty of great people out there. Just be aware that most people's interpretation of loyalty is not the same as yours. As a guy, when I was younger, I used to say to someone, if I get attacked, if someone starts to fight with me in the bar, will you back me up? Most people will say yes, but some people will say no. Some guys are like, no, I'm not that kind of guy. And that's very telling. I learned a lot by asking people that type of question. We usually don't ask people serious questions. Hey, if I lost my job, can I stay with you? Will you let me and my kids stay in your garage for a couple weeks till I can get a new job if I really get in trouble? If I get falsely accused of a crime, will you visit me when I go to jail? Ask these questions before they happen. Before you think someone is owed all of this loyalty, find out if they're actually loyal back to you. People say, I support you. I'm your friend. I'm there for you 100%. Okay, I'm starting a new business. I'm going to have to work every night. We can't hang out as much. What? I thought we were friends. You find out that it's very easy to say you support someone, but when the rubber meets the road, they don't support you. And then at the end of the cycle, when you finally hit that success, they want you to give them a handout, give them a job, give them money, help them. And it's very difficult. Preparing to deal with friends now. I know that this feels like a little bit of a down episode. I'm protecting you from the future so that when it happens, you don't get a kick in the teeth. I went through a lot of pain. I don't want that to happen to you. You're also going to have some friendships that the parking lot's not enough. Some friendships are dead-end friendships. There are certain people that will actively hurt your business. For example, I used to speak at a lot of conferences and I think I might go out, fly back to America one or two times in the next year and speak at conferences again because I do enjoy meeting people like you and don't worry, I'll email you and let you know if I'm going to be anywhere. I think I'm going to be in San Francisco next January, February, something around that time and I'll let you know so that we can meet face to face and hang out if you're going to be there. Promise you. But I brought people to events who are dead ends. They will get really drunk and embarrass me. They will say inappropriate things. They will hurt business deals. They're just acting very inappropriately. And these are social dead ends. These are people that 
you can't allow into your new life. If you start going to events, if you start going to a local meetup or a different mastermind or a group in your area where everyone's making three times as much money as you, and you bring a friend with you who doesn't care about that or who hates rich people and has a negative mindset, gets really drunk, embarrasses everyone, acts like a jerk, they will ruin your chances. Because everyone in that group will tie you together and say, oh, you brought this person. Therefore, anything that they do wrong, it's your fault. Guilt by association can kill your business. It can really hurt you. As you move forward in life, your priorities change. When I was younger, all I wanted to do was meet women. All I wanted to do was find someone amazing. I'm older now, and I'm in a relationship. That desire is gone from me. Why would I want to hang out with guys that want to go out and talk to women in a bar? To me, that sounds so boring. Something that used to be exciting sounds boring because as we grow, as we develop, we change. All I wanted to do was build a business and work certain hours when I was first starting out. That's changed now. I'm in a different place financially, a different place emotionally, a different place with my family. My perspective about money, about everything has changed. Now, the things I think about are protecting my children for the future. That's where most of my financial priorities lie. I think about setting up life insurance, setting up trusts, setting up those disbursements, setting up banking in the right country to protect them. Those are the things I think about. My priorities have changed, and it's completely normal. Your priorities will change as well as you move forward. It's okay to put friends in the parking lot as your priorities change or as you're moving in two different directions. You don't need to terminate friendships. Even with the dead-end friends, you don't actually have to terminate the friendships. You just never let them meet other parts of your life. You isolate them. You only spend time with them one-on-one where no one knows you. It's not that you're better than them. It's that they will hurt you. And you have to protect your family, your kids, your financial future first. It's more important. These are some heavy decisions. The truth is most of your friends will be fine. Most of your friends won't cause you problems. Once they see the path you're on, once you have two or three months of success or once you explain what you want, they'll be fine. I'm just preparing you for these painful eventualities so they don't happen to you. It's very hard when one of your friends gets upset about something and you weren't prepared for it. You don't know what to do. Now that we've covered this painful stuff, a little bit about dealing with friendship. We can get back tomorrow to talking about writing fast and how you can make really big money writing and some of the techniques I use and some really exciting stuff. Don't worry. Tomorrow we're going to be back with something very, very exciting. Now you know exactly how to deal with your friends as you build your business, as you become successful, and as you achieve something truly amazing. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. You've just listened to another amazing episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure to subscribe and we'll be back tomorrow with another amazing episode.